Happy Tuesday, everyone. You're listening to Downtown Dish. I'm your host, Julie Townsend. And before we get to our show, I want to plug uh, an amazing annual event that happens every year, uh, downtown adjacent, if you will. I consider it downtown. I I say that to anyone because I think I live downtown because I live in Lake Morton neighborhood. So you are going to want to get out this weekend to Lake Morton for Mayfair by the Lake. It's a wonderful event that happens around... Uh, Lake Morton on Saturday and Sunday, May 13th and May 14th. It's a hundred plus uh, art festival uh, put on and produced by Polk Museum of Art. And uh, we're, I think, 51 years strong with this event in our city. And it's very well attended. And you can buy amazing art, uh, jewelry, uh, all kinds. Co- Uh, sculptures, pottery, all kinds of things. So check out uh, Mayfair by the Lake and uh, make sure that you're attending that. It's happening this Mother's Day weekend, both Saturday and Sunday, uh, May 13th and 14th, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. On Saturday, we'd also like you to take a little break from Mayfair and visit us at the Farmer's Market. The Farmer's Market is from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m., And Saturday, we are going to also have our Taste of the Market. So Taste of the Market is a fun way for folks to try different food vendors without making uh, a large purchase. Uh, You can try samples of their products or their sauces. And it's a simple little process. You buy 10 tickets for $10. Uh, You can certainly buy more of that if you would like. But 10 tickets for $10 gets you 10 tastes and you get to walk around and, and sample uh, some of the food, the ready to eat food or even some of the um, the products like uh, sauces or jellies or jams or things like that that are uh, available for you to purchase in uh, jars and take home with you. So it's a great way to taste the market, hence the name. <laughs> and my guest is sitting across from me not amused by that comment at all. Um, So today we are talking to a dear friend of mine, someone that I have great respect for and great love for. He's in my Rotary Club, uh, but he is also the former president of Cement Products Incorporated, I guess. And uh, so Jim Russell, thank you for joining me. Well, thank you for having me. So Jim was like, why am I on your radio show? This doesn't make any sense. Uh, I'm retired. Um, I don't work for the company anymore. The company has sold in a sense, uh, not owned by the the Zimmerman family. Uh, but it's a great story. And I wanted to I want to tell stories about downtown because it's not always about the businesses that are there today, um, even though this business is still in existence. But this business has been in downtown Lakeland on the west side of South Florida, sort of the redheaded stepchild of downtown uh, for uh, this is 111 years that this business has been here, right? That's correct. Since 1912. 1912. So before I let Jim uh, a- answer all of my questions, I'm just going to read uh, a little paragraph that is that was published in the Forum for Business, which is the Lakeland Area Chamber of Commerce uh, magazine, if you will. Is this still in production? Do you know? Only online. Only online. Well, that figures. Yeah. <laughs> Printed copies are, are going, uh, are, are going falling by the wayside. But this was from December 2012. So you guys uh, had a nice spread, some nice historical photos in here and a, a timeline um, of, of, of your story. And I think it's a really interesting read. So I'm just going to read uh, quickly the first paragraph or two that kind of gives you the history. 
It began in 1912 as a dream and vision of H.B. Zimmerman. What was then known as the Florida National Vault Company is now known to most locals as Cement Products and Supply Company Incorporated. Zimmerman once commented in the early days of the company that you are living in the concrete age and we are in the concrete business. The focus of the cement products and supply has remained the same for 100 years, the manufacture and distribution of concrete and masonry materials. This Lakeland landmark provides concrete block and clay brick products to Central Florida companies and individuals from its original location at 516 West Main Street near downtown. Now, I would say in downtown, not near downtown. That's the only correction I would make. (laughs) So, Jim, I know you're like, why am I on this show? And, you know, I'm going to use that to my advantage. Okay, well, that's great. (laughs) What would you like to know? Well, first of all, um, so this company has been in Lakeland now for 111 years, since 1912. And obviously, you're not that old, so... How long have you? How long were you with the company? I was with the company for forty-seven years, uh, from nineteen seventy-five. Is that like fresh out of college kind of thing? Is this what you always wanted to do with your life? Actually, I <laughs> started right out of high school, oh. but then went to Florida Southern and worked there in the afternoons uh, after classes, and then full time after I graduated from Florida Southern with a uh, management degree. Ah. Oh. And so you just moved up the ranks or you start where you did you ever make the blocks yourself at some point in your career? No, thank goodness. I <laughs> actually started when I started, we had a window department. We sold aluminum windows mm. and also hollow metal doors. Um, I started in the screen department making and repairing window screens. And from there, I also delivered windows, delivered metal doors down to the mines and was in that department from 1975 to 1981 when I moved over to the masonry side of the business. So you're a lake long, a lo- lifelong, sorry, lake long, lifelong native, lifelong native of Lakeland, right? That's correct. Born here and uh, still here. Yeah. Did you? What high school did you go to? To Lakeland High School, uh-huh. and, and then of course Florida Southern College. Yeah. So yeah, have you have you ever left Lakeland? Uh, other than vacation, <laughs> no. So here. you've never lived anywhere else. Never That's lived anywhere cool. else. Yeah, home, just, homegrown hero. Just different places <laughs> around Lakeland. Awesome. So you moved up uh, the ranks. Uh, you were you were telling me off uh, air about you. You specifically wanted me, and we'll just get this right out of the way so that people don't misrepresent what this company does or what the vernacular is. Um, you said to say it's a concrete block, and you're going to explain why you wanted me to say that. That's correct. Uh, just from the beginning, uh, so many people refer to what we make, and please forgive me if I still say we and I still say <laughs> That's our okay. That's all right. when referring to cement products, but uh, what we make are concrete block, but so many people refer to them as cement block. Mm. Uh, you'll see it in the newspaper or on the news uh, by a reporter. And, of course, the, the greatest sin is when they call it a cinder block because there are no cinder blocks in Florida. Uh, it's a concrete block because cement is a product or a portion of, of what makes concrete. And that's what the block are made out of, cement and sand and a lime slurry. Uh, that creates the concrete block. 
So what you kind of compared it to to something. What did you compare it to? Yes. Well, cement is to a concrete what flour is to a cake. And you wouldn't say, I'm going to go bake a flour. (laughs) (laughs) Got it. But it is called cement products, which I understand why, but I could see why people would make that mistake. Well, that's correct, because we made uh, all different types of concrete block and a few other accessories, and we sell items that uh, go along with the construction of the wall, the masonry wall, as well as tools and bag goods and sand. And when I say bag goods, I'm talking about regular Portland cement or border mixes um, and, uh, like say, tools and anything that can go into a masonry wall. Mm-hmm. That's what you sell? Yes. All right. Well, I think that the like the, you've got some stories that you can tell us about, you know, maybe some interesting buildings around Lakeland. I think probably every building in Lakeland that is of significance probably has some of your concrete blocks in Th- them. That's correct. If, <laughs> if, and if they don't just have concrete blocks, they also have bricks. <laughs> right. Exactly. All right. Well, we're going to continue our conversation with Jim Russell when we return. So stick with us. And we're back. You're listening to Downtown Dish. I'm your host, Julie Townsend. And with me today is Jim Russell. And Jim is retired, but he is the former president of Cement Products Incorporated. And that is over on Main Street on the west side of downtown. And the reason he's my guest is a couple of reasons. One, uh, he's a near and dear friend and fellow Rotarian. And I know that he is also one of the three listeners of this show. (laughs) So I was like, I got to give you some props. You have that many? (laughs) Oh, dig. (laughs) Uh, And uh, and also, um, I think it's an interesting uh, study of some of our sort of long standing uh, businesses in downtown Lakeland. I mean, you've got especially on the west side, we kind of treat the west a little bit as a redheaded stepchild, as I said in the opening. But you've got this business that has been. it has impacted this city and and probably all of, of Florida uh, with with the products that you sell, uh, and it's been this little gem in our in our city in our downtown for over a hundred years. So wanted to kind of you know talk about the history of that because I think it's an interesting story. But Jim wants to plug something of his own because we were plugging Mayfair at the beginning of the show, but there's a little morsel that's kind of connected to Mayfair that I did not know about. So Jim, take it away. Well, one quick sidebar. I'm a member of the Genesis Sunday School class at First United Methodist Church. And every year on Saturday of Mayfair, Mm -hmm. we serve a pancake breakfast at our fellowship center. Uh, The money raised there goes to help needy families locally. And that breakfast is from 7 to 12 on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the Mayfair vendors know to come get their breakfast from us first mm-hmm. before they start selling their wares. Excellent. Well, and you, how long have you guys been doing that? Longer than I can remember. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Well, we appreciate that. Yeah, so if, you, if you're heading down to Mayfair, you can uh, get some tasty breakfast and all for a good cause right there at the fellowship at First United Methodist. So thanks for plugging that. Um, all right. So I love the fact that you've, you've given me this sort of cheat sheet 
um, because I just get to say words and then those words sort of uh, trigger you into a story. So that makes my question asking much simpler. So you have on your list air conditioning. Tell me why we ha- why air conditioning is an important part of this story. Okay. Well, of course, <laughs> of course, the business was started in 1912, mm-hmm. and it became the, its first name was the Florida National Vault Company. And in those days, um, also as it moved into the 20s, Lakeland was a very important railroad hub, railroad hub, right in the state. And if you know it or not, there is an incline coming out of downtown going west Mm -hmm. on the railroad line. And the old steam engines used to come chugging up uh, (laughs) that hill uh, going westbound and blowing smoke and so so forth as they came up the hill. Well, our original office, the building... um, was the one that is still there today. It was right on Main Street. My office is the one window right on the street that mm-hmm. faces east, and that was also Mr. H.B. Zimmerman's office. Well, uh, as those locomotives came up the hill and belching smoke, <laughs> a lot of that smoke, which was filled with hot embers, blew into his window. Oh, my. The embers landed on his desk and set his papers on fire <laughs> uh, multiple times. So oh they had to devise a way to close the windows and keep them closed all the time. And hence, they became one of the first businesses in, in Lakeland mm-hmm. that had central air conditioning. Now, I don't know what kind of air conditioning <laughs> that would have been back in the 20s. But, oh my. Uh, you know, whether it was a Monkey on a bicycle with a fan <laughs> over an ice cube. I don't right. know, but, but they had it. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. Setting papers on fire is probably not good for your business. So, all right, air conditioning. Um, then there, then you have letters to Corny. So what is, what is that going to okay. tell us? Every Sunday night while H.B. Uh, Zimmerman's son, Cornelius Zimmerman, was at Georgia Tech, H.B., which we called him Zimmy, mm-hmm. uh, would type a letter every Sunday night to Connie. We called Cornelius Connie. Mm-hmm. Well, Corny was the name he always addressed on the letter because he never dropped the R. <laughs> and he would start off every letter by, I've enclosed $5 for you this week or $10 for you this week. We made a little extra money selling <laughs> bags of cement. And uh, hope you're going well. And they owned a boarding house at the corner of what now is Parker Street and Gilmore. Mm-hmm. It was a three-story frame house. It was there until just the last 10 or 15 years, mm-hmm. when now there's other houses that are built there. Uh, but they owned that whole block all the way up to Memorial Boulevard, where McDonald's is now. Mm-hmm. And they owned a florist. They were a florist. They was all flowers raised there. Right. They um, they not only sold grave vaults um, in the business, they also sold the flowers for the funeral. So <laughs> he would tell them how things were going, who died, who was staying at the house, and so forth. And that was a weekly deal. Interesting. So the Florida Vault Company was? They made vaults for grave for burials. Uh... And they delivered sand and sold bags of cement and so forth. Interesting. 
I guess I didn't. I, I guess when I was thinking vault, I was thinking like bank vaults for some no, reason. No, not not that big. <laughs> so, you guys, do you did you make the concrete that turned? Wait, wait, wait. Did you make the cement that turned into the concrete, or were I mean, did you mix it all there? Well, they bought the cement. Okay. And they had to buy the sand. Right. Or 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 the aggregate, mm-hmm. and they mixed it there by hand. Oh, you know, I did that in Honduras. It's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> when the Rotary trip, when the Rotary Club went to Honduras, that was one of our one of our tasks was to hand mix, uh, I guess, cement and sand and turn it into a concrete slab. Well, somehow I managed in forty seven years not to do that myself. <laughs> nice. So at some point, mixers became part of it is yes. that is that the evolution of is that something that was invented and you guys were like yes we're going to buy a bunch of those well they we they had a cement mixer um the business changed in 1938 okay it incorporated to cement products and supply company inc and in um 1945 they purchased, or Connie Zimmerman, who was working there then, purchased um, the first block machine made by the Columbia Block Company out of Washington. Okay. Um, and east of the Mississippi River. And they were able to make block autom- It was automa- automated mm-hmm. at that time. So this was the only company east of the Mississippi that had that capability? That had that machine. That had the machine. Yes. How how would you make it other otherwise? By, By hand. hand, we Ugh. we had a crank, one block machine for the longest time that made one block. It kind of looked like Snow White's spinning wheel. Mm. Yeah, and uh, that must have been a very slow process. Yes, one at a time. <laughs> so, did you all you also make clay blocks, right? Or the. No, we sell clay brick. Oh, clay brick. We don't make any brick. Okay. Uh, uh, there's rarely any brick made in Florida because the proper clay is not here. Okay. You know, Florida is made of limestone. So right. These were bought um, from northern states and mm-hmm. shipped down. And that's basically what my job was. Oh, you, the business side I, of I, would, that. I did the business part. My task was marketing the brick. Ah, marketing the brick. Oh, I have a fun fact about brick, but I'll save that until after the break because it's, it has to do with something in my neighborhood, and I think it's an interesting little feature, and hopefully folks will hear it and then go in search of, of what I'm telling them to look for in my neighborhood uh, at a later date. But stick with us. We're talking with Jim Russell, and uh, we'll be back after the break. Thanks for listening. You're tuned in to Downtown Dish. I'm your host, Julie Townsend. And with me today is Jim Russell. He is the former president of Cement Products Incorporated. And that is a business that has been in downtown Lakeland since uh, the beginning. Uh, It's 111 years old now, um, but has been uh, sort of a staple of this community for a long, long time. Kind of, you know, doing its own thing over there. Not really... You know, getting a lot of attention, but wanted to point out that this was and still is a business that's operating 
uh, in our city and has, um, you know, some historical significance. So much so that actually uh, Bonnet Springs has an exhibit about it, doesn't it, Jim? Tell us about that. That's correct. They have it in the Welcome Center upstairs in the history part. Um, And there is a section that uh, tells about cement products and a little bit of the history and some photos you can scan through. Excellent. So, yeah, we're looking at the old business forum from uh, 2012 when you guys were featured. And I think some of those same historical mm-hmm. photos that you can mm-hmm. find in that do- in this document, uh, you can see at uh, Bonnet Springs Park in their Welcome Center. So check it out next time you're there. I know lots of folks are regular visitors of Bonnet Springs. It's a great asset to our city. So, all right. So we were going down your list of bullet points of things that I'm supposed to say that will trigger stories. And you got a couple of funny ones in there, don't you? Mm. Oh, a few. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the next one on the list is E&W. So tell us what that significance is. Okay. In 1938, the company incorporated and became Cement Products and Supply Company, Inc. And Mr. H.B. Zimmerman went down to the electric department to change the name on the account. Mm. Well, they told him, Mr. Zimmerman, you're going to have to pay a new deposit because it will be a new account. Right. And I think that at that time, the deposit was probably 5 or $10. Mm-hmm. Well, he told him to go pound sand and <laughs> left. Um, and to this day, well, since, since that day, the company now has four electric bills because there's multiple buildings on the site and they have an electric bill for every building to this day one of those electric bills still comes addressed to the florida national vault company (laughs) that's that's some stubbornness right there i gotta admire that (laughs) you would think that lakeland electric would have given up by now oh no (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. That's good times. All right. The next item on your list says First Columbia. So what story does that Well, that was about the First Columbia block machine east of the Mississippi. Oh, that's right. We already talked about that. If you missed it, you'll have to go back and listen to it on on the the website. (laughs) We were out of order. Sorry. It was actually sold and and peddled by a man, that the company owner, Columbia Uh owner, uh, Mr. Neff, and not to be confused with the Neffs that started the Foxfire restaurant, but... um, in a little refurbished station wagon, he had a miniature block machine that he would bring around and demonstrate. And uh, <laughs> The good Con- old days. Connie Zimmerman, mm-hmm. uh, H.B.'s son, who was running it at that time, um, bought it right on site. Hmm. Not the miniature by him. Right, but, of uh, course. But a b- full size that yeah. came in later. Interesting. Yeah. Well, that's how it used to be done, right? Mm-hmm. There's no internet to sell your no <laughs> to sell your stuff or or television commercials. Um, so, invitation to dad. What does that mean? Uh, my dad at in the nineteen in nineteen fifty fifty one he was working at a bank in Washington D.C. He had graduated from Duke University um, and they just gotten married. And Connie Zimmerman was my mother's uncle mm-hmm. um they they're his wife and my grandmother were sisters okay and it gets confusing but i usually just refer to him as my uncle and let it go at that of course yeah um but he wrote a letter to my dad inviting him down to look at the company and see if he'd like they'd like to move to florida and give him a job and they rode down on the train one friday evening 
He looked around, stayed for over the weekend, saw the company, uh, rode the train back that Sunday, wrote a letter back, and Connie wrote a letter back to him and basically accepted the job and came down and started working for Cement Products in 1951 and eventually made general manager uh, and ran it like a um, very tight ship, let mm. me put it that way. And the rest is history there. Ah, so I didn't realize that was legacy for you as well. Yes. Ah, interesting. And, um, of course, that's kind of how I became part owner was mm. uh, both my dad and myself were given stocks mm -hmm. by Connie. And um, when my dad passed away in 89, I received his. Right. And became a third owner. Interesting. So, invitation to dad. Oh, so three-legged stool. That was pretty much a, a sales philosophy. Mm. Uh, the three-legged stool is price, service, and quality of the, of the product. Right. Uh, and we always, if we didn't have three legs, we always had at least two out of the three. <laughs> um, we weren't always the cheapest right. price, but... We had probably the best quality block in the area. Uh, home builders would, who didn't buy from us on a regular basis would buy our block when they built their own house. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, and then service, uh, even in almost into the last until the last few years, actual people answered the phone mm -hmm. and a person could actually get to the higher management and talk to them. Mm -hmm. It wasn't going through a bunch of uh, phone trees. Yeah. Well, I think I, I think I bought brick, not concrete block. block. I didn't, <laughs> I bought, good. I bought, <laughs> I'm trying not to say cement. <laughs> uh, I think I bought um, brick from you when I did a, a paver, job in my in my backyard years ago and i mean it might have been 10 years ago but i do remember when i walked in it was very much like going back in time <laughs> because i think like i mean just everything looked like it had been sealed up in the 50s and no changes made there <laughs> the, the showroom didn't change much we started carrying brick in the 60s and when they developed the showroom it was state-of-the-art mm -hmm. and it was um, all the brick we had were on display and people came in in those days and picked out the brick they wanted for their house mm -hmm. or their fireplace or whatever project they were doing and we had it in stock usually and um, sold it. Yeah. Uh, the showroom hadn't changed <laughs> since the 60s. Right. <laughs> and uh, it's kind of like a time capsule. And It is. But uh, except, you know, the samples have changed. They've been shifted around and so forth. Right. So um, there was also a fire in the 80s. Correct. Part of that uh, philosophy, the th along with the three-stooled philosophy, uh, they, Mr. Zimmerman and my dad also have a philosophy of treat everybody like you would want a member of your family treated. Mm -hmm. And that also went for your suppliers, mm. too. And in 1986, our plant burned down. Oh. And we were out of production, and we could have been out of business, but uh, my dad negotiated with several of our competitors around the state, and we bought block from them at discounted prices. 
And other suppliers who had would deliver on flatbed trucks would make deliveries to these other block manufacturers and load their empty truck up with block and bring them back by cement products and drop them off to us. So therefore, we didn't miss a beat until we were back in operation. That's pretty impressive. That's, you know, his relationships, I guess, with uh, and, and his reputation throughout yes. the state. Very nice. All right. So I know that we have we have one more segment, but we also have to go to break here in just a moment. So we've got some other uh, bullet points that we're going to have to get through. And I appreciate my cheat sheet here. This is very helpful. Um, so definitely stick with us. We've got uh, one more segment with Jim Russell. Stick around. Thanks for sticking with us. You're listening to Downtown Dish. I'm your host, Julie Townsend, and with me is Jim Russell. Uh, Jim and I are Jim and I are talking about Cement Products and Supply Company, which is a company that's been right here in Lakeland for over 100 years. He is former president, recently retired. Recently, like what, five years? One year. One year, sorry. <laughs> One year this month. One year. See, it's very timely. Happy happy anniversary on Thank your you. retirement. Um, and in the last segment, I was supposed to tell you my brick story, and then I forgot. I got off on a tangent and totally forgot. But... Um, and actually, someone from Historic Preservation at this at City Hall pointed this out to me. I live in the historic neighborhood, and we have brick streets. And you told me offline that you guys did not supply the bricks from for the historic streets, you know, that are 100-plus years old, probably. Correct? Those were not you. That's correct. Okay. But um, what's interesting is that uh, the bricks, if you look at them in a certain angle and a certain light, there's all these little sort of dots on them. And their impressions. Do you know? Do you do you do you think you know what that is, Jim? The on the streets, not in, on the streets. But on the streets, in the bricks, on the streets. Well, in some cases, you've got the old companies that made the bricks with stencil or stamp in their names. Yes, we have that, but this is actual like little circular prints, if you will. Uh, prints. No. Not on, not the ones on the streets. And I know what the circular bumps are on the sidewalks. Well, what I'm told, and if you look closely, I, I believe it, they're actually the fingerprints of the guys who were making the bricks at the time. It very well could be because yes. they were all done by hand. Yeah. Everything was, the wet clay was uh -huh. stacked on the uh, carts in the kilns all by hand. Yeah. So if you're traveling in downtown uh, neighborhood, Lake Morton historic neighborhood, um, obviously pull over <laughs> Don't st or if you're walking. But like, um, let me give you an example of one of the streets, any of those that are that are that are brick rushing. Rushing is brick. Mm -hmm. uh, parts of Park Hill are brick. Um, Johnson Avenue. Johnson. I think John I don't know. Johnson. The, well, those it's, it's brick, but they redid it. It's, about, it's still that old street It's still brick. the old street brick. Uh, but you can actually see, especially sort of like at twilight, um, when, at dusk, and the, and the sun's going down, and, and it, the, the light hits the, the bricks at a certain angle, and you can see all the little fingerprints. And it's just so interesting, like all the people that worked so hard <laughs> to build, to make those out of, with their bare hands, and their, and their fingerprints are forever in the bricks, and they're from what, Georgia, really, right? They're not even a lot of them, yeah. Georgia and mm -hmm. Alabama. Yeah. All right. Well, that's my brick story. That's all I got. That's, that's all I got for you. <laughs> <laughs> so we're moving right along. Um, the other thing on the bullet point was uh, 
60, 60s and, and uh, four, de- four decades? What are we talking about there? Right. Well, we started carrying brick in the 1960s. And for the longest time after the passing of my dad and some other folks around town, I guess I became one of the only living brick experts around. <laughs> um, but I can probably name whatever brick is on a building, commercial building or not, built around Lakeland in the last four decades, mm-hmm. what brick it is or where and where it came from. And we could probably challenge you to do that, but honestly, you could lie to us with and, and say it very confidently, and, you, and we would never know. You'd never know. <laughs> <laughs> but we'd have to trust you. We'd have to trust in, in your knowledge. Um, and then, of course, COVID. You have COVID there. You got a COVID story? Well— Except when COVID hit, we were hardly affected Mm. because at that time, um, pretty much uh, all our office employees that were in the office were in their own separate areas anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, And far as customers, we didn't let anyone in the office for a few months and we would wait on them. They'd call in what they would want and the ticket would be written. We'd take their credit card information and then we'd go out to the front porch where they would be waiting and hand them their ticket. Yeah. Is there a little window, like a service window? No. No? Nope. Okay. I'm misremembering then. It's a, that, that building is, um, as you said, it's, very, it's retro. Well, the service window is on the inside. Okay. All right. See that I did remember there yes. was a service window. At one window. time back in the day, it would have been on the outside because that little building right on the street is the first building from 1912. Mm. And the two-story part that's connected to it wasn't built until the 50s. So this built this business sold recently, and I say recently because I don't know how many years ago, but not that many, right? It was May of 21 is when we uh, closed the deal. And the old saying is, owners cannot retire. <laughs> and my cousin Barry and I uh, had decided it was time, mm-hmm. and uh, Barry had been hoping, I think, for the last 20 years to sell, but um, we got received actually two offers, ta- two offers mm-hmm. almost simultaneously, and uh, we picked, happened to pick the one that was the 500-plus million-dollar company with 600 employees and 20-plus locations around the state of Florida, and it was a family-owned business. Mm. Well, that's nice. That at least that was family owned to family owned, right? Right. So you stayed on for a little while, right? They wanted me to stay on for a year because they had never sold brick in their organization, <laughs> and they needed. And you're somebody. the brick expert, as we already duly noted. Yes. They needed somebody to run that part of it, mm. and basically, I did, and for a year, and. It was fine coming to work every day and going to my office and do what I needed to do and so forth. And they had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> you were working very hard. Yes. You were working very hard. So any did they expand the business in any way? Like, Or is it just the core same? I mean, it's a successful model, obviously. So, Well, there's a few of the actual people or or the cement products people mm-hmm. that are still there oh, in wow. places. Um, and, of course, they've hired new folks since. And they have expanded the production facility, the block plant itself, to increase production. 
um, and change things around at the yard. So, which gives one the idea that they plan to stay there a while. Right. I was going to ask. You know, sometimes businesses buy up and and then they just dismantle or or separate the sell off all the parts and or you know, separate the parts into their other companies, but you feel like they're going to stick around? Well, block production is part of their business. They're mainly into ready-mix concrete. Mm. They, they have a location out in Highland City, um, the old Se- Everett Septic Tank mm. location. And so they like our location because they're hid people from the Tampa area and they're hid people from Orlando and they're – folks from their home area of Lo- uh, West Palm mm-hmm. can all meet in central Lakeland That's right. at Cement Products. That's what makes us great. We're centrally located. Mm-hmm. They <laughs> use our conference room. <laughs> you have a conference room there. Oh. Well, it's an upstairs with air conditioning. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully it's been upgraded since the 20s. Yes. <laughs> so how many employees are, are over there? Do you know today or just roughly even when you were there? Uh, when we were there originally, when I started, there were 49. Okay. There's never more than 49. <laughs> and, um, and then it had dwindled down and actually we were awarded small business of the month, mm-hmm. um, on, by the fact that when the recession hit back in 2008, mm-hmm. nine, 2010, we got rid of six people, what I call Black Tuesday. Mm. I came back from Rotary, and we had to let six people go. Mm. And we were under that 20, that put us under that 25 mark um, that uh, the committee for, or the Chambers Committee for Award for Small Businesses (laughs) use. It's got to be under twenty five pe- oh, twenty five people or less, gotcha. and under five million dollar revenue. So there, there, and that put us under there, and that's how we awarded. Nice. Now we don't meet that those criteria at all. Well, that's probably a good thing. Well, Jim, we're out of time. I know I could talk to you forever. Um, thank you for being my guest today and enlightening uh, my other two listeners about the cement products and supply company history here in Lakeland, Florida. And if you want to see it in person, you can visit the exhibit at Bonnet Springs Park uh, upstairs at the Welcome Center. Um, stick with us uh, and join us again next week. We look forward to seeing you. <laughs>